Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark from the Mark Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's Morning News interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks again for listening. We're entertaining meets informative. Let me tell you something. This man is so damn funny, it isn't funny. Mark you're good to go, man. I would marry me some Mark Mark A fresh perspective on today's issues. You are doing a great job today, buddy. Mark K is always good in my book. Just settle down a little bit. You talk too fast. Other than that, I love you. This is the Mark K Show. Yeah, it is. And man, are we on Hurricane Watch again? Holy cow. I feel, I'll be honest with you. It's, I keep forgetting it's this time of year. It's going to be hurricane after hurricane after hurricane. And the best thing about hurricane season, two good things about hurricane season. Number one, we get to play the Scorpions, like, on on repeat. <laughs> I mean, though we get to, I just choose to. Uh, and the second thing is we get to check in with Arielle Nixon from Action News Jax because I'll, I'll be honest with you, she's the only one over there that I trust. Uh, we'll be checking in with her here in about 30 minutes or so. Apparently, there's some big update, right? Like 11 a.m., they get a big update on the uh, on the spaghetti models and the computer. It, lo- it looks like this thing's going to steer clear of Jacksonville. There's one line. <laughs> there's like one line, and I think it's Burrish. I think Mike Burrish is like, hey, let's make one line go through Jacksonville, you know, just wishful thinking. But there's one of all the spaghetti models from all over the world. Most of them have it pummeling the Carolinas like like, you know, usually typically what happens with these hurricanes is you get uh, Charleston pounded. It goes right up, uh, you know, Wilmington, North Carolina, Raleigh area pounded. And that's exactly what most of the computer models are doing, except for that one little line that takes it right through Jacksonville. But when you have, you know, 482 people saying it's going to uh, North Carolina and one person saying it's headed to Florida, odds are we should be fine. Oh, we're going to have rain, though, which I don't know why that's news, because we've had rain every single day for, I want to say, 32 consecutive days. And I'm going to ask Ariel Nixon about that, because at least in my house, I don't know if I've got the I don't know if I've got like the Charlie Brown cloud over my head or whatever's going on. But at least where I live, at least once a day, we get rain. And again, I feel I feel very I'm OK with it because I don't have to pay J.E.A. any extra money to water my lawn. However, uh, I am also I am also not okay with it because it does uh you know interfere sometimes with my outdoor activities anyway so, so that's what we got going on the big story today is of course going to be the weather because that's what everyone's everyone's always concerned about you know i don't even know if people are going to start out and get the generators and whatnot but here's the other thing too this is the this is the i mean we go through october and november and we've had two years in a row now two consecutive years where we've been hit so i'm wondering if it's like a third uh, you know, like three strikes and you're out type scenario, or if we're going to go back to normal where we go 30 years without any kind of direct hits from hurricanes. So anyway, well, like I said, we're going to check in with Ariel Nixon and she's going to tell us uh, all that kind of stuff. What else is going? Oh, what is that? That was weird. 
Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Uh, what else is going on today? I will tell you, the Jaguars won yesterday. If you were if you're still protesting the NFL and you didn't watch the game, then the Jaguars won. As well as you know, you don't have to watch. We'll give you the details. It was not a very exciting, nor was it an attractive win. It was one of those wins where, you know, my wife and I were watching the game and we're eating our homemade guacamole and we're drinking our beers. And all of a sudden the games, you know, we're, we're rooting on the Jags and then they're like, they mess everything up. And then, oh, my God, the Giants scored again. And then we thought this is they're going to lose. But in the end, they did not lose. They won. But it felt like they lost. And it was this may, could just be me personally. And if you disagree, give me a buzz. Three, four, oh. 1045 is the number 3401045 or you can drop me an open mic message and we'll play it here on the air but to me and when I got done watching the Jacksonville Jaguars game to me it was a win clearly it's on I, I checked the records today they're there they clearly won the game but it felt like a loss it was unenthusiastic there didn't seem to be any massively interesting plays there didn't seem to be like a lot of what do you call it you know, professionalism from, you know, like Blake Bortles had some weird passes. A lot of people dropping balls. He threw it in some guy's hands at one point. Anyway, and as I watched this game and as I watched other games around the NFL, because Tampa Bay had this huge upset of the New Orleans Saints. They did this massively in, in, interesting, uh, you know, they had, uh, what's his name, Fitzpatrick in there, and he they blew him out. It was one of the highest-scoring games in Week 1 history in the NFL. Down in Miami, I don't know if you heard what happened down there. Lightning caused not one but two delays, and that game turned out to be like the second-longest game in NFL history because they were delayed for four hours. And in the end, Miami, uh, Miami came back and, 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 uh, beat Tennessee. So you've got all this stuff going on. It really fascinating it. And then you've got Tom Brady and the Patriots and they won, but barely, uh, over Houston, who we face next week here in Jacksonville. I just, you know, I sit there and I look at the way the Jaguars played yesterday and I look at the way that the Patriots consistently play and I think to myself, you know, <laughs> this, this could be this could be trouble. Florence may not be our biggest problem coming into this week here in Jacksonville. Uh, it may be it may be Tom Brady and uh, Gronkowski. But anyway, so that that's what happened around the NFL yesterday. There were, of course, some uh, some uh, anthem uh, protests in Miami. Mostly in Miami, you had these players, uh, you know, kneeling down during the national anthem. And then, ironically, guess what happened? Ironically, guess what happened? As soon as these players lean, uh, kneel down, there was a delay because of lightning. Now, tell me if that's not divine intervention. Tell me if that's not God. Every other game around the nation went off without a hitch. It started when it was supposed to start. It ended when it was supposed to end. But in Miami, you have players kneeling during the national anthem. And within 15 minutes, lightning from the heavens above causes a game delay. Lightning. From the heavens above. I mean, tell me that that's not God telling the Miami Dolphins to get up off their knees and respect the flag. That's all I'm saying. It could just be me, but I feel like that, I feel like that was probably part of it. Uh, around the league, you didn't have a lot of other problems. I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know if Donald Trump was watching the games or live tweeting. I wasn't following along, but, uh, you know, some excitement, uh, nothing really too. I, I didn't see the Colin Kaepernick commercial. However, I did see a lot of this Serena Williams stuff going on. Serena Williams, if you missed it, she went ballistic on a referee. She went, she went, Chris, she broke her racket. She started screaming that he was, a, that he was stealing points from her, that he was a liar. He said that she was getting coached from the sideline and her coach admitted 
talk about throwing her under the bus. She goes and argues with the referee saying, I wasn't getting coached. I wasn't getting coached. And her coach walks out after the uh, after the press conference and goes, you know what? Actually, I was coaching her. Uh, but everyone coaches. There's this whole everyone does it. Um, there's this whole everyone does it argument in professional tennis, which I didn't know was like a thing. But she's like, look, everybody yells at the ref. Everybody gets coaching from the side. Everybody breaks their rackets. Um, but not everybody wins. She lost in the finals uh, to this woman, Osaka, who did not break a racket or get coached from the sideline or yell at the referee or call anyone a liar or say you're stealing points from me. So, again, maybe maybe there's and I don't want to say it's divine intervention again, but if there were a God. And he's watching a tennis match and one player is busting their racket on the ground and screaming and yelling at the referee and getting coached from the sidelines and breaking the rules. I mean, maybe, maybe, just maybe God would say, hmm, you know what? I think the other girl should win. I think the other girl should win. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me throw some more lightning down to Miami. Kaboom. I think, okay, good. There you go. Again, I'm no, I'm no theologian. I'm no expert on divinity. Uh, but I do go to church every Sunday and I throw a couple bucks in the collection plate. So I feel like I have a little bit of insight uh, into what's going on. 340-1045 is the number. We've got to take a quick break. 340-1045 is the number. This is the Marque Show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned to News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thank you so much for joining me. Sexy. I like that. Hey, uh, 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. Uh, he uh, had a couple of football players kneeling uh, during the Miami Dolphins game yesterday during the anthem. Which, you know, because the NFL, they, they put forth this anthem policy saying you've got to stand or you'll be fine. Or you can stay in the locker room. Then they came forward and said, wait, the players union's all mad at us now. So we have to back. You know, for an organization whose main gig is to put off, you know, basically plan and execute football games. One of the most brutal and masculine sports in the entire world. They sure are a bunch of pansies. They back off when as soon as they get any kind of uh, any kind of guff from anybody. And that, so what happened was they they. Pulled the um, they pulled the anthem policy and players are allowed to do whatever they want without any kind of penalty. And so in in Miami, uh, I think it was three players knelt down during the national anthem. And what happened next was crazy. Uh, God himself struck the city of Miami with lightning. I thought that was going to be like lightning music. Well, I'm, I'm trying to find some good lightning music. Struck them down basically with lightning. And they had to they had to postpone the game for hours. And then they finally started playing again. And there was more. God was all like, oh, no, you don't. There was even more lightning. And I can't prove it. You know, my Burrish will tell you it's just the weather. I'll ask Ariel Nixon about it. I'll say, did God send the lightning to Miami? We're going to talk to her here in just a minute. Uh, th- that's a great question. I'm gonna write, Josh, remind me to ask Ariel about that. But but, I, you know, there's got to be some kind of of direct karmic. Reg- that's all I'm saying. Now, Miami did go on to win the game. So. Maybe there should have been a little more lightning. I don't know. Three four zero one zero four five. Let's go to Sam in St. Augustine. Sam, how are you? I'm good. Good morning. Uh, I think you're on to something here. You think with, I am? Uh, the, the Lord, absolutely. If you take a step back, if we all take a step back and look at what happened, you know, with the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, there's no doubt about it. There was a divine entity involved in all this, and divine entity. Um, involved in the development of this country. There's no reason we should have ever survived and beat the British based on where we were at that point in time and, 
and come to the country. As say, same with the world wars. This country was for good, and we always prevailed. Now, look at what's happened with President Trump. There's no reason this man should have been elected. The religious and good people of the United States put him in power because we are good people, and we want our country back based on what we saw happening from the non-religious people and the left, which is non-religious, what they were trying to do. So you're on to something here. Now, as far as the NFL goes, the NFL is being run by a radical named Demarius Smith. It's not being run by Roger Goodell. It's being run, it's being run by the, uh, the attorney. Of course, he's an attorney that's in charge of the players' union. His name's Demarius Smith. Look this guy up. What's going to occur with the NFL is a strike. There's going to be a massive strike. These players are, it's not going to happen this year. Well, uh, these players are too stupid, and I mean stupid, to understand what this guy's doing to them. And when it hurts, this is going to be another Trump moment because the American people could care less if there's an NFL or not. We're interested in this country, and the NFL is not anything about this country. It's a sidebar. One last thing about President Trump. Everybody can criticize Twitter. But I think Twitter may have been put here by a divine entity for this man to communicate to the people of this country and to his base. Because if he didn't have Twitter, and sometimes he goes overboard, but if he didn't have Twitter, how in the world would he communicate to the people and fight the fight that he's fighting right now? And I'm out. That, well, that, hey, you know what, Sam? God bless you, and thanks so much for the call. I never thought of that. You know, I never thought that Twitter was was divine intervention. I never thought you know, 10 years ago or 12 years ago when I signed up for my first Twitter account and said, oh, look, I can tweet. Isn't that cool? I never thought that it was God's will that God was putting it on earth so that one day the president of the United States could directly communicate with his constituency. But that, that's, you know what? That's something we're going to have to look into that. That's a very, that's very interesting theory. That guy has put a lot of thought into this. And speaking of, look, there's, you know, there's other instances of this that we can see. If you look at the Nike campaign with Colin Kaepernick, there, there are reports all over the country of people. There was a mayor in Louisiana now prohibiting his city and all their recreational programs from buying any Nike products. Uh, it's a place called Kenner. It's Kenner, Louisiana. Now, I don't know how many, I don't know how big, I don't know how big the orders are coming out of Kenner, Louisiana, but they're not going to be able to buy Nike stuff anymore. Uh, there was also there was a, a Christian college, the College of the Ozarks in Missouri. They also said we will no longer be supporting my, uh, Nike. We will no longer be buying their apparel. Now, I know that uh, the Nike uh, Nike sales have sub- reportedly gone up since the campaign. But, you know, maybe that's just maybe that's a flu. I don't know. It's really interesting. We're going to see what happens. Um, also, we've got this storm coming in. Hurricane Florence. Uh, it's it's boosting in momentum. It's gaining speed. It's gaining strength. And uh, we're just curious as to where it's going to hit. Is it going to hit Florida? Is it going to hit the Carolinas? All signs point to the Carolinas. But that does mean that there'll be some impact here. Wind, rain, uh, you know, choice waves. Tasty waves, bruh, if you're out there, you know, looking to start, whatever it is, there's going to be some impact to the uh, to the Florida coast, to the first coast. And we're going to check in with Arielle Nixon in just a minute. She's going to give us the full 11 a.m. update on Florence. And she's also going to tell us if God is responsible for postponing the Miami game 
uh, yesterday in Miami. That's all coming up on the Marque Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's funny. My wife says the same exact thing. What's up? This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining me. And man, I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. And I hope you're all excited to talk about the hurricane for the next four days. Because that's exactly, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. And probably even longer than that. Probably because, you know, the weather around here is it's traffic, it's weather, I think in that order. And then uh, Donald Trump. Traffic, weather, Trump. Yeah, that's it. Um, anyway, we've got a weather expert with us right now. And this is kind of funny because Ariel Nixon from Action News Jack's, uh, you know, meteorologist extraordinaire is here. But we're in the same building, but we forgot that we're in the same building. So we're wired through like 5,000 different connections uh, so that we could talk to each other. Ariel, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. And you know what I just decided? If I ever become a Major League Baseball player, that is my walk-on song. <laughs> Rock you like a hurricane? <laughs> yes. Or why wait until you're a Major League Baseball player? Why not just use it during the, the newscast? Next time I walk up to your studio, it's going to be blasting through the halls. Absolutely. This is, uh, this, if the, by the way, it's Rock You Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions. And if they were smart, they would, they would go on tour every September through November and just come to different parts of Florida because, I mean, the song's just so fitting. In fact, that's the only time I think I ever play that song. It makes me want to, like, shake my head, and I don't do that. Really? Oh, well, then I'm definitely, hold on, let me turn it back on. (laughs) There we are. There we are. Okay. Um, All right, so, Aria, listen, Florence, we just got an update at, what, 11 o'clock, right? Yes, our 11 a.m. update from the National Hurricane Center. Now it's back up to Category 3, which makes it a major hurricane again. So it's rapidly intensifying, getting really strong and it's likely to be a category four by later today okay so what is what category three is bad but what category four is worse Yes, and five is the highest. High five is the highest. Okay, so where are we, uh, like, what's the sustained wind speed and all that? We're at 115 miles per hour, but again, that's probably going to be closer to 130 by the end of the day. Okay, cool. Uh, now, as far as impact, uh, I was looking at the spaghetti models, because that's what yes. we do around here. And it, now it's not heading here. There's like one spaghetti noodle that goes right through Jacksonville, but the other 820 go farther north. Yeah, so you have seen the European Ensemble forecast with one little string that comes through Jacksonville. Oh, the European but, Ensemble, that sounds ooh, fancy. Yes. <laughs> but most of those four other forecast models are keeping the system farther north. You know, there's still some uncertainty with exactly where it's headed, but it does look like it's going to stay north of our area, especially up towards the Carolinas. So that's where the greatest impact will be. But we're still going to have some impact here at home. Okay, gotcha. By the way, this is the European Ensemble. I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, that so what, does not make me want to bob my head. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what, <laughs> what kind of impact are we talking about here at home? Is it going to be like just great waves for surfing? Are we going to have rain? Are we gonna, is anyone going to lose power? So we've already started to see some of the impact. The swell along the coast is already increasing. Yesterday afternoon, I was out at the beach and I saw a bunch of surfers out there. They said the morning surf was much better. And I think we still had some nice surf this morning. The waves will continue to increase. We do have a high risk of rip currents out at the beaches, and especially by later this week. That will be life-threatening because if you're not a strong swimmer, this is not going to be something to mess around with. We'll have big waves. And again, that heightened risk of rip currents. We're also going to see an increase in wind along the coast and at times high tide will be higher than it normally is but overall we look like at this point we're going to uh, kind of escape the worst impacts from the system all right fantastic that's the good news bad news is there are more hurricanes to come right this isn't like a one-time thing 
Not the last one, at least for the season. Today is September 10th. That is historically the peak of hurricane season. Okay. We have three hurricanes in Atlantic, in the Atlantic. We also have Isaac and Helene, um, out there towards Africa. Helene looks to stay out over the open water. Not a concern for anyone. Isaac looks to make its way towards the lesser Antilles by the end of the week and then move into the Caribbean where it will be weakening. Um, but we're going to keep a close eye on that one because there is a fair amount of uncertainty with the forecast track and intensity of Isaac. Okay. Listen, I need, uh, we have, we have an interesting flag football schedule where our championship <laughs> game lands on the same day I'm in London for the Jags game. Okay. Oh, so wow. here's what and happens. You're the coach. I know it's horrible. So here's what happens. I need at least one Saturday between now and October 28th to rain enough that they'll have a rain out and they'll push the whole season back a week. Is that going to happen? You know, it's not out of the question. A rainy Saturday could happen. Okay. No, but I need like to rent, like not rainy, like we need downpours. Okay. Preferably Friday night into Saturday morning. So if you the, can, okay. I'll do what I can. If you can talk. Oh, one more question about football. I don't know if you knew this, but yesterday in Miami, the Miami uh, Dolphins Tennessee Titans game was delayed due to intense lightning. Okay. Okay. Is that something that could have been divine intervention? <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we, there's no, like, you don't have like a radar or a spaghetti model or something that lets you know if the lightning's just from a subtropical depression or from God. Well, those were, you know, typical Florida afternoon thunderstorms. So okay. it could happen at any time. All right. How's the weather looking today, Ariel? A pretty typical hot and humid. We've got widely scattered showers and storms coming through or, you know, bring brought to us by the sea breeze by this afternoon. So we'll have some rain during the afternoon and evening commute, but nothing out of the normal for us. How many days in a row have we had rain now? It seems like it's almost 47. <laughs> uh, it's probably more than that. It starts in, you know, May, and we'll keep it going through at least the first half of October. All right. Well, that's very exciting. When are you on the news again? At noon. 15 oh, minutes. Oh, perfect. All right. We'll go, you know, get some coffee or something, and I'm going to send you a copy of this uh, music so they can play it during the news, uh, during the forecast here at noon. Love that. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ariel, from uh, Action News Jacks meteorologist Ariel Nixon with your complete Hurricane Florence update. Uh, like she said, we're going we're gonna to get some kind of like swells and wind and all that kind of stuff. Nothing really too dramatic. Nothing to, uh, nothing to concern yourself with. But we do have more hurricanes in the ocean, which is really exciting for everybody involved in weather report. I'll tell you, man, when you, if you've never been in a newsroom in Florida during a hurricane, it's like a fraternity party. It's like they throw mattresses down everywhere. There's like pizza being delivered and food and there's people running around and it's like a party. They're like, I wear a toga. It's great. I mean, I'm not supposed, that's not like, that's just my personal choice, but it is, I mean, it is intense and that's why hurricane, <laughs> hurricane season is so much fun um, when you're part of the news media here in florida 340-1045 is the number 340-1045 now keep in mind that there you're going to start hearing as we get into this is the peak of hurricane season september 10th the peak of hurricane season but the last two times we've been hit it's been in october it's been you know it's we've had we've been on the downward trend we've been we've been going into the the uh the tail end of the hurricane season the last few laps if you will that's when the major for you nascar fans you know that the final laps are when the biggest wrecks occur 
And the same is true for hurricane season here in Jacksonville. You may think that the race is almost over. You may think there's only, oh, there's only 30 miles to the finish. But that's exactly when the worst of the worst uh, happens. It happens at Daytona. It happens at Talladega. It happens at Charlotte. It happens Texas, you know, California, everywhere you go. It's always a lot because that's when people just start going crazy. So make sure you got your hurricane supplies. Make sure you got your generator working. You don't want to be running out for the batteries on the on like the Friday before. You know, if you if you've got if, if you need to restock the rum, now's the time to do it. Because the last thing you want to do is go to Total Wine. No, there's no rum. I forgot. I should have blocked, should have stocked up before the hurricane, not days before. There. Anyway, uh, we'll have more information, like I said, as it comes up. 340-1045 is the number. Got to take another quick break. This is the Marque Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be right back. The Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope you had a great weekend. You know, there's uh, there's something else we should talk about with these hurricanes. Not just the computer models and the spaghetti noodles and the and the European quartets or whatever Ariel Nixon was talking about. Not just you know going out and purchasing all the water and the bread and the toilet paper and everything you need. Not all. I mean, that's all important stuff. You know, we got to talk about the economic impact and we got to talk about keeping people safe and you know what's going to be the impact to our region and where's it going to hit and relief efforts and all that kind of thing. But there is also a major political impact whenever there's a major hurricane in an election year. And, let, you know, we all remember, or maybe we don't all remember, but you remember, I think it was what, Hurricane Sandy. All right, Hurricane Sandy hit New Jersey, and, uh, and you know, President Obama went there, and it was right before the election, and you know, he, was, he was hugging Chris Christie, and then all of a sudden everyone said, that was it, Mitt Romney was toast. That Chris Christie came out and hugged Obama and talked about how great he was helping the people of New Jersey for Sandy. And then all of a sudden, Obama was a hero. The election happened a couple weeks later. Boom, he lost. Chris Christie was blamed. Uh, and also Hurricane Sandy. That, you know, whenever there's a major hurricane. And, you know, God forbid this is a major hurricane. We don't want any, any you know, oceanside towns devastated or destroyed. We don't want any people losing everything that they have or their lives. Uh, you know, we don't want pets that are, that are, you know, being released into the wild because people get all that kind of stuff that happens whenever there's a hurricane. We don't want any kind of devastation. But if there is, there's always going to be political impact, either negative or positive. And this is very close to an election year. I mean, to an election. It's an election year, November. And you've got you've got Donald Trump, who already uh, has multiple, you know, irons in the fire. He's trying to keep the economy robust. He's trying to keep North Korea uh, denuclearizing their arsenal. He's trying to keep Russia at bay. He's trying to keep the tariffs on China and, and on and on Turkey and on Canada. He's trying to renegotiate these deals. He's trying to do everything that he can possibly do. Plus, he's fighting all of these people in his own White House who keep leaking information to the press and writing op-ed pieces for the New York Times and doing all of these treasonous, anti-American things. He's got his arms full. And now if there's a hurricane, there's going to have to be some kind of appropriate response from Donald Trump and from the White House. Why? Well, because it always becomes a political playing piece. It always becomes part of the equation in an election year. And when you look at Donald Trump, who is trying to travel the country, fighting for people like Ron DeSantis, fighting for people like Ted Cruz, fighting for people like uh, like Rick Scott, all here in Florida, especially if Donald Trump mishandles a hurricane relief effort or a FEMA drops the ball. 
for a hurricane relief effort in North Carolina. That could that could bode negatively on how Ron DeSantis and Rick Scott and, and all the other Republicans running in the state of Florida are going to do in November. It could it could influence elections up and down the East Coast because disaster relief is really really what it's all about. When there's when the you know what hits the fan on a local level is the federal government there to help. How did they really look at what happened to George Bush during Katrina? He got slaughtered, man. He got he got he got reamed on national television and everywhere else. Katrina was the low point of of George Bush's entire presidential career, and I don't think his 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 uh, popularity ever rebounded after that. Hurricanes, not only do they have a specific effect geographically, uh, meteorologically, and also do, not only do they impact people on a daily uh, basis whenever they hit, whenever there's devastation, whenever there's winds and high rains and destruction, but they also have a massive political effect in this country, especially when they are so close to an election. So I hope. Donald Trump and his White House are preparing some kind of hurricane relief plan. And I hope that FEMA and every other emergency service that they need at their disposal is ready to go. And I hope that when this hurricane hits, Donald Trump gets some positive press because he's out there helping the people. And even if he is, he probably he probably won't get the positive press because let's be honest. I mean, that's that's not going to let's be honest. It doesn't matter. He could single handedly push the hurricane back into the Atlantic and the media would would they wouldn't they wouldn't seem to care. Three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five. Listen, we got to get out of here, but we will be back tomorrow with an all new Mark K show uh, coming up next. The news. And I believe Rush Limbaugh is back from his lengthy vacation. Gotta end me that. I wish I had lengthy. Fine, it doesn't matter. Three four zero one zero four five. Leave me an open mic message whenever you want to. Stay tuned for the news. It's next. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by thirty percent in twenty twenty three. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S. based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.